This is the first episode session of the day room. I'm here with my buddy Javier Vigo, U.S. Army veteran. We met at Hunter Army Airfield and deployed to Iraq together. Go ahead and uh, say hello to the folks, Javi. What's up, peoples? What's up? All right. First, we we're gonna we're gonna get started. Where are you originally from? Uh, New York. Tell me a little bit about that. New York. Where where yeah. at? Man, I was born in the Bronx, man. Uh, lived there. Actually, I, I lived in New York and New Jersey um, when I was younger. Uh, I was born in New York, moved to Jersey when I was like 10. Uh, okay. And, and then I, I lived there until I graduated high school. But I was always back and forth. So it didn't Back matter. and forth from, from yeah. the Bronx to Jersey? Yes, sir. All right. Now, now take me through the, the process of you deciding you were going to join the Army. Oh, man. So... You know, I actually I actually went into the army uh, in the uh, delayed entry program when I was uh, in between my, my junior and senior year of high school. Um, I did that. Uh, I went to basic in '98, uh, and then went back to school uh, for, for senior year, and then kind of messed up and like I, I did some stupid stuff. Uh, ended up not graduating when I was supposed to, so uh, the whole reserve thing kind of went out the window. And then, you know, went back to school after I decided to stop being a knucklehead, graduated in 2000. Um, but that year, uh, the year that I was supposed to, that I, that I graduated high school, I actually went to the recruiter when I turned uh, 19. On my 19th birthday, I went in there and I was like, hey, look, man, uh, I was I was in the reserves, kind of messed up. Now I want to do, I want to, you know, I want to continue this, but, um, you know, what are my options? And they were like, well, the only options you got is you go active. So I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess I'm doing that. So I signed up and that was it. Um, right after high school, man, went went straight to uh went straight to Fort Jackson, uh, sat there for a little bit, and then went to AIT in in uh Augusta uh later on that year. So that's 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 how I went through it. <laughs> that's awesome. So Fort Jackson, relaxing Jackson. Relaxing Jackson, man. Tell me, tell me about that, because I went to Fort Sill and of course, Fort Sill and Fort Knox, when I went through, they, those were all male basic training. So I was jealous of the people that went to um, Fort Jackson and uh, what's the other one? Um, was it Leonardwood for basic? Yeah, that's matter of fact, look, so uh, when I went to Jackson, when I went to Jackson, it wasn't even for for uh, for basic. I had already did basic, so they didn't, they didn't make me do it again. Um, the only reason why I went to, to, to Jackson was to it was supposed to be a transition spot for me. Just went in there to do. I was supposed to just go in there and do paperwork, and then you know, two weeks I was supposed to be gone. Uh, but for some reason I got stuck there. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the heck really happened, but I got stuck at uh, at Jackson. Uh, they kind of forgot me about me. I kind of fell under the, the you know the carpet somewhere. I guess I don't know what they did, but I ended up staying there instead of two weeks. I was there from. Let's see. I got there. I think it was July, like the beginning of the July. And then I didn't leave there until like right before Thanksgiving. Damn. Yeah. So what it was is that at Jackson they had they had what they call a uh they had like a drill corporal program, right? So you you know, people that were staying there for a little bit that ended up that that you know they would go in there and they would they would become a drill corporal and basically they would just like, you know, help out the cadre. So for some reason, the, uh, the 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 sergeant that was in charge of us, uh, I guess he thought that I was in the program, so he really didn't even bother with me. 
But I, I like I said, I sat there for like months, man. Um, I actually, you know, met a whole bunch of people there, man. I was partying every freaking day. I would go to 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 uh, formation, and blasted completely gone. Like we were sitting in the back, and they would call our name, and we just stand up and sit back down. That that was that was the the, <laughs> the extent of it, man. PT was ridiculous. Uh, we we ended up uh, we ended up running running the uh, the drill car the, the drill sergeant's uh, route for running man, the hills in the back part of uh, Fort Jackson ain't no joke. Yeah, no joke at all. So, but I did I did basic in Lenawee. Um, oh, when okay. I went, when I went in '98, when I went in '98, it was it was you know it was male and female. And that was that was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So. You you went to basic training between junior and, and senior year. Yep. Now how was that? Because you had to finish basic training and then go back to high school. Yep, man, it was the greatest thing, man. I'll tell you this much. Look, because uh, prior to me going into into to, to basic, man, I had you know I was real self conscious about myself, man, and uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have no luck with the girls like that, you know, like everybody else did. So it was like yeah, it was like you know I go into basic whatever. Um, came back. You know, and, and like, like everybody says, came back in the greatest shape of my life, man. So when I when I went back to high school, man, I was like the man. You know, uh, it, 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 ch- it changed the, di- the 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 dynamic that I had with all the people in in, in school. So it was kind of cool, man. I, I enjoyed it. You know, coming back. You know, and then you get the you get the chance to tell people that, like, yeah, man, I just I just came back from basic training. You know, they're like, what? How? You know, and then I try to explain it to them. They didn't really understand it. But they were like, man, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, man. So it was cool. But yeah, I I, I, had, I had a blast, man. It was like that senior, and that's why I, you know, started doing stupid stuff because you know I got a little, my, my head got a little too big for my for my britches, and you know uh, I thought I was the I was the man, so I didn't have to do nothing. That was that was gonna be my next question. Is that that you got that confidence going to basic training between junior and senior year, coming back, you you in shape, you know yeah. you, you you got a different walk about you. Yep. So everybody's noticing that, and is that, and I was going to ask, is that what led to to kind of the shenanigans that yeah, leading yeah, up to yeah, not graduating? That, that and the fact that uh, one of my best friends did the same thing, so we was in the same loop. Yeah, it it didn't help, didn't help at all. Still kind of, you know, the discipline that I that I learned, in, you know, in basic, it didn't really affect me the way it was supposed to. So I kind of got a little stupid afterwards instead, you know. So and then I had a buddy that did the same exact thing. So we on the same, you know, we, me and him on the same page. Everybody else isn't. So we was like, man, we could do whatever the hell we want now. And yeah, no, it didn't work out that way. So got you, man. That's, you know, I, that's the first time I've I've heard. I knew about the delayed entry program, but I thought that it was you turn eighteen, graduate high school, you go to basic training, uh, and then you're waiting for an AIT slot. I never heard of anybody going. Uh, between you know while they're still in high school, yes, yeah. that's, that's wild. Yeah, so I was I was 17. So my mom, first of all, my mom had to sign. You know, my mom had to sign on my paperwork too. Um, so you know, I was like, you know, because like I knew I wanted to be in the army. I just wasn't ready to completely go yet. And you know, you have at that point back then, you had to have a, a, a high school diploma. They wouldn't let you in with a GED or none of that stuff. So you ain't had a choice. Got so it. they were like, well, if you want to go, we can do this for you. We can send you to basic during, you know, during your, the, the the middle of your uh, junior and, and, and senior year. And then once you're done 
with, with high school, then you go, you know, you go right into, because then I would have just went straight to AIT and then boom, right, right to my, uh, right to my duty station. But um, yeah, that didn't work out. So, you know. But you made it work, man. And, hey, and I made it work, man. It, 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 you know, it took me a little longer than I wanted it to, but you know, I, I got there, you know, and you know, I, I didn't look back after that. So. But that's, I mean, it's, it would be easy for an outsider that doesn't understand one, you, and two, where we come from. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm on, I'm from the other side of the country, but we still come from the, the same concrete jungle. And yeah, it, you know, the, the mindsets don't change, just the environment. And exactly. to persevere through that, get through AIT, and now your first duty station is Fort Gordon, right? No, my AIT was Fort Gordon. Well, your AIT was Fort Gordon. Oh, you just got camped out at Jackson and then went to... Yeah, I, I was camped out at Jackson for a little while, and then uh, Thanksgiving. And it was crazy because I had... <laughs> Remember the buddy I told you that, that we went through the delayed entry program together? Yeah. Right? So tell me how crazy this is. So he ends up showing up at Jackson shortly after I do. Wow. Guess what happened then? Trouble. The shenanigans happened again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we got, we, look, so we, we got stuck. We were stuck at, at Jackson. So, we, you know, we started doing some crazy stuff. So, you know, then what happened was uh, one of our mutual friends um, ended up passing away in a, in a car crash up in Jersey. Um, so, you know, we, we both made a, a plan. We're like, look, man, we got to We got to go up there. We got to be there for that. You know what I mean? So we ended up going up there. Uh, they left. They, they gave us leave and they, they you know, they, they, they allowed us to go up back to, to Jersey. So we ended up driving up there. Um, I had a, I had a vehicle at the time. So we, we drove up and then um, when we no, actually, no, my vehicle was in the shop. So we got a loaner. So I took the loaner up to Jersey. Um, and so when we get up there, uh, we have some issues, man, like money wise, like, you know, so first our, our, our the loaner, the, the, the tire blew when we got up there. So, you know, we didn't have no money to fix that. So we was trying to, you know, scrounge up money from, from family and friends and couldn't get nothing. So we ended up getting stuck up there for a while. All right. So, you know, then, you know, we sat there, we're like, you know what, <laughs> I don't want to go back. Oh, That's, that was the next thing. We didn't want to go back. So, uh, you know, we, we was like, me and him, just like, screw it, whatever. We just stay, you know. Yeah, that ain't work out too well either. So we ended up finally, you know, getting back down to, uh, we finally got back down to, to Jackson. And then that's when they were like, all right, why are you guys still here, first of all? And we looked at each other. We were like, I don't know. We didn't know why we were still here. And then, like I said, the whole, you know, drill corporal thing, that's what they thought we were doing. And we're like, no, nobody ever put us in that. So they're like, well, why are you still here? I'm like, I don't know. So they're like, okay, no problem. We're going to fix that. So instead of kicking us out of the Army, you know, they just they just fast-tracked us to where we were supposed to go. So my boy, me and my boy looked at each other like, well, this is the end of the road, I guess, because he was going different, we were going different places. But the crazy thing is they sent me out before they sent him out. So he got to stay, he got he got to hang out with the, the friends we made in Jackson for like another week. So he was able to go to, you know, go to go to Thanksgiving dinner with them. I I, I was already at at uh at Gordon. So my Thanksgiving dinner was spent in 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 the defect by myself because I didn't know nobody. Yeah. So 
But Damn. you know, it is what it is. Well, what's wild to me, man, it, the, the whole the, year, this is, I'm happy that you are my first session because this is probably one of the most, the interesting, most interesting army stories that I've heard. And I've talked to tons of veterans that I've known, that I've known, served with, and some that I just barely met. And this, uh, this is wild. You had a car while you were still a trainee at, at Jackson. You had a vehicle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't, because technically when I got to Jackson, they they pretty much had me as prior service. Right. Because I already had, I had already did basic, you know, and I was just in lieu of AIT. So they, they already had me as prior service. So I had, I had perks like it was nothing. I mean, you know, when we went to the DFAT, you know, you, you, we're here with a whole bunch of brand new people just coming into basic. You know, they, they don't know nothing about the army. So, you know, since we were prior service, we had we had basically the same the same uh, amount of privileges as like the, the 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 sergeants, the drill sergeants, all of them. Like we right. didn't wait online to eat. But in a sense, you're in the same boat as them because you've only completed basic training. Exactly. That's what so, I mean. That's why it's, <laughs> it's it, you know, and, and it explains a lot when we when when we got together at Hunter and we'll get to that. Um, it, it explains a lot of your personality and how you carried yourself. Then because, I mean, you, you the beginning of your Army career was just way different than any of us. Yeah. Now, I was out. My first AIT was at Fort Gordon. So I know a little bit about Augusta, and I kind of, it's weird because I went from Fort Sill, all male basic training, uh-huh. to Fort Gordon. Now there's females everywhere, and I'm yes. tripping, 19-year-old yes. kid, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but I got put in an all-male barracks. So there, there was no shenanigans in my barracks. It was, you know, the, the females were in the other barracks. If you stayed in my barracks, you weren't allowed to go over there. But there were guys that, that there was co-ed barracks. Yeah, we so, had we had a co-ed barrack. Yeah, see, uh, I did. were on the first floor, and everybody and the males were second, third, and fourth floor. Yeah, or second I, and third floor, however many floors they were. I don't remember. What company were you with that? Ed? Uh, I was with uh, who was it? Uh, what company was I? Um, uh, I think it was Bravo Company, uh, seventy third Ordnance. Was uh, yeah, we were the, the we were the Bravo Bombers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we was. We was Okay, I think I remember where you guys were, like way down at the far end of the, um, like the barracks row. Yeah, yeah, we were closer. We were closer to. Uh, we were not that far from. Uh, what you call it? The uh, the NCO club. The NCO okay, club yep. was like on the other side of the right, like down the street a little from us. Okay, I we know exactly where you guys were. Now, at Gordon, did you did you tighten up? Were you know, where they did they just lock you down until you left? No, 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 not at all, man. Not at all. Stories from there. Like I said, I know Augusta. Look, I get the I get the of course I get the Gordon, right? Um the only the only the only person in AIT AIT with a car. Okay. So, you know, and I had the keys to it. I don't know why they didn't take the keys, but I had the keys to it. So that was a trip by itself because I drove myself to Gordon. I didn't get on a bus. From, they didn't from put South Carolina. I drove myself to Gordon. Wow. I okay, just packed up all my stuff in my car and I was out. I was on the road. 
Um, so that was that was trippy as hell as it was. Cause like I see everybody else getting on buses, they getting plane tickets, and I'm like, nah, I got a car, man. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need none of that. So I rode, I rode down the road from from uh from Jackson to to, to Gordon, man, by myself. Uh, so that was that was a trip by in, in itself. So when I get there, you know, I, I in process and all that stuff. Um, you know, uh, I kind of it wasn't too bad. Like I was, it wasn't as bad as as what it was. Well, I mean, it was bad still because I still had a car and I was driving it without, and I wasn't supposed to. So um, after a while, uh, I kind of stopped because like drill sergeant kept hinting at stuff. And like I didn't know if he had somehow put something near or on my car to figure out when I moved it or not. So, um, but then one time I took it out and then it broke down and then that was it. So then I was stuck, didn't have a car, um, and I was like, oh well, screw it, whatever. Um, it is what it is. But then after that, you know, I tightened down and um, you know, in Gordon they had phases. So you know, as you progress over time and it depends on your on the time that you're you're there because like my 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 mos for for ait was uh it was like uh nine months so you know i was there for a minute yeah um you know i didn't actually start my my actual classes and stuff until january of uh 2001 so you know it took me a minute before before i matter of fact i even got i was even able to go home before I started classes, like I, you know, for 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 Exodus, they sent the zone for Christmas, so I went home for Christmas for a little bit, and then came back, and then I I was on my on my P's and Q's, man, and I phased through. There was, you know, each phase was different. So like phase four, you know, you're wearing your pistol belt and you're doing all these all this crazy stuff outside, and you you know whatever drill sergeant's got you doing, that's what you were doing. Um, so I did that for like four weeks, then I I went into phase five where you know. You didn't have to wear the pistol belt, but you still had to do a couple things. Um, and then they they still let you they they were they allowed you to go off post. Um, you know, in the afternoons after uh, after formation and whatnot, but you had to be back by a certain time. Um, so that was cool. And then now, were you to, like, were you in uniform at that point still, or did they give you civilian clothes or you had to wear? PT? Oh no! Once once I hit phase five, man, they gave me all my civvies back. Okay. Um, so I had all my civilian clothes with me. Um, I I just didn't have it for the first. Uh, four weeks that I was there, I had a phase into that. It was a privilege, you know. You got to you got to test out, and they they gave you a test for it, you know. So you had to test out of phase four to get it phase five, you know. If you didn't pass it, then you'd have to repeat it, you know. So it you know it was cool. Like I, I was like, man, I I had to pass the test because I was like, man, I need my clothes. Man. I, I'm right. tired of wearing the uniform all day every day. So now I got to tell you, I I understand. I know know about the phase the phases. We were supposed to have that. They never took my civilian clothes when I when I got to Gordon. Oh, never. okay. <laughs> so and and we had a female drill sergeant that she she had an office in our building, but it was all male. So most times she didn't even come in our in our building. So they never messed with us. Ah, so yeah, you got, I got a good on that one. I went from phase one to phase five on day one at Fort Gordon. <laughs> like they just never took anything from us. But what's hilarious is I went back to Gordon. Once I got to Stewart, I wanted to take my wife. Um, and my kids over to Fort Gordon. Yeah. So we went and it it seemed small. Like it just seemed real small. Like imagine going back to your high school. It just seemed I've, small. I've done that. I know. Yeah. And as we were walking into PX, I'm like, you can tell all of the, the soldiers that I, and when we got up, when, when we would go out, we thought we was just shining because we got these brand new, 
jean shoes, but they're PT shoes. And that's how you can tell. I'm like, okay, these are all all IET soldiers. They got nice ass jeans, creased shirt, nice yep. Yep. and run and PT shoes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now after Fort Gordon, where where'd you go from there? Straight to Hunter. Okay. Yeah, I got I got matter of fact, I got a, I got to Hunter right after right after 9-11, basically. Okay, so you I was already there then. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I was at Fort Campbell when when 9-11 happened. Yeah. But um you got to Hunter. So you you stayed like right in that region, aside from going to um Leonardwood, you were between South Carolina and Georgia. Yeah. The whole time. The whole time. I I I was at Hunter from 01 till I till I damn got out, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so now you, we've already talked about you going to basic training during high school, getting stuck at, at Jackson, going through the process of AIT at Gordon, and now you're finally at your the destination where you get to do your job. Mm-hmm. Now, walk me through the feeling of you getting there and in processing at Hunter for the first time. It actually wasn't that bad, man. Like, um... Everybody that I, that I encountered in the unit, man, it was just like it was easy, man, to transition from from you know the student to the to the to the actual guy. You know, it was it was cool. Plus, I had a couple guys that that I knew in AIT that were stationed at Hunter. When I got there, there was two people that I already knew. Actually, three people that I already knew. So it was it was it was simple, man. I got in there and I just I just went to work, man. Uh, we you know. Got in there, they they signed me my room. Um, I was I was actually in a room with a guy that I went to AIT with, so I, it was easy. You know, what I mean, I didn't have to I didn't have to do an introduction of who I was, none of that. You know, as soon as I walked through the door, I was like, oh snap, what's up, man? And he's like, hey, and then that was it. You know, what I mean, it was cool. Um, you know, my first song was my first song was the funniest dude in in the world when I got there because he was from New York, so it's like was it was. Uh, what was his name now? I can't even think about it, man. It was so long ago. Ah, uh, crap. I can't think of his name. Um, he was a he was a he was an African American dude, man. He was dude was funny as hell, man. But I tell you this much: he was he was a uh, he was a mooch, man. Like you know, he was asking everybody for cigarettes. I'm like, <laughs> how are you first sergeant and you don't got none, bro? I was like, I was, I was like, what, how was got Jamaican? <laughs> what, was he Jamaican? You know, I don't even know what he was, really. Sounds like some stuff that New York Jamaicans would do. I mean, you know, you know, it, it probably was. He probably was Jamaican. I don't even know. But he was cool, <laughs> man. So, like, he's like, look, man, he's like, I got an open door policy. You ever need anything, man? Just, you know, just come knock on my door and, and, and let's talk. So I was like, all right, cool, man. That was, that, was, that was all right. Cool. How about you go buy your cigarettes? That's what, I was, that's what I was thinking, you know, the, the first time he asked me, I was like, ah, whatever, it's, you know, maybe he left him in the office, you know, I didn't ask him, you know, whatever, ah, so then, but, like, every time I went to go talk to him, you know, it seems like he's at, I'm like, dude, like, do you carry any with you, what, what is it that you're doing here, but I was like, whatever, man, it ain't matter, because I was, you know, I, I'm a young dude, you know, he's, he's, he's the first one, so I'm like, yo, if I'm good with the first one, I'm, I'm, I can stay out of trouble here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it was cool, man. I, it, it was easy. Um, you know, just like I said, just getting there, man. It, it, it was like, man, I'm finally at a duty station, man. It, it took me so long to get to that. And, you know, then I start thinking about like, damn, man, I done did some stupid stuff just to get here. And I'm hoping I don't do nothing else stupid. 
So, yeah. And so I will tell you when you got, by the time I got to, uh, when did, I don't even remember when I got to Stewart, but I got camped out at Wright, Wright Army Airfield. So I was excited. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm at, you know, in the tower here. I yeah. don't really got much to do. I met a couple of controllers from, uh, from Hunter that were TAC controllers. And I'm like, the only way I'm going to Hunter is if they put me in the tower. So I wasn't leaving. And <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I had no issues. My, you know, I, I did PT if I wanted to. Uh, most of the time it was going to the gym. I worked with civilians, me and I think it was Staff Sergeant Jordan and, and like two other soldiers. And we weren't saying nothing. You know, y- y- y'all had deployed once. We were like, yeah, yeah go ahead, go. We're going to be right here. Yeah, that was 03. That was the first. Uh, I had to be 03. Because we went, we went three times. Yes. So. so in 03, and you guys went. Yeah. Um, And then came back, and a couple of controllers got out. They got FAA jobs. So they're scrambling, looking for other controllers. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. We we got some controllers sitting over in the tower at right. Why don't we go holler at them? <laughs> and and I remember the day that that, that – that talk came down because I was I was on staff duty at um, the uh, post headquarters, and I was um, in processing some soldiers straight from Fort Benning, and they they were getting ready to go to their infantry unit, start training, and then start the the soldier readiness program so we can go to Iraq. Mm. And I remembered first sergeant got that call, and he looks at me and goes in and closes his office, and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> So he called me in. He's like, hey, sorry, make sure I come here. Let me talk to you. And he was like, um, I got good news and I got bad news. I'm like, okay, well, first, what's the good news? And he was like, well, the good news is um, you don't have to deploy right now. And I was like, okay, what's the bad news? He was like, you're going to have to deploy in about 30 days. <laughs> and I was like, um, all right, but I'm on the schedule for the next 30 days. So I don't know what, you know, he's like, don't worry about that. I got this. And, and literally, because I was in um, on base housing at the time in on uh, on Stewart. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, I got to pack my family up. And all. he was like, don't even worry about that. You know, the bases are linked. You can commute for a minute until you find a house out there. But for now, you you got to start uh, transitioning over to the uh, the ATC unit over at Hunter. So I was like, man, I, I took leave. I was depressed. <laughs> I was like, wild, man. I, I, I can't. I, no, no. I, I mean, I was comfortable. I only worked eight hours a day. And the civilians, because they like to get overtime, they would be like, hey, you know, we're authorized eight hours of overtime, Mayshack. So if you want to come in, you can come in. Otherwise, you can just chill at your house. And if we get busy, we'll call you. So I only live like five minutes from the field. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm like, and I'm about to give this up to go play in the desert. Yeah, it's fun times, huh? Fun times. But I, I do remember the first day I got over to, to Hunter, I go through that gate, because I had never been over there. I go through that gate, and I'm like, man, this place is nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking, I had soldiers in our barracks at, at Stewart, and y'all's barracks compared to their barracks, I'm like, why would anybody not want to be over here? This is crazy. <laughs> I've been at the barracks in, in, at, Stewart, at, at that time. Trust me. I was like, man, I'm glad where I'm, at, I'm at where I'm at. I thought I was on the Air Force base. <laughs> like, this is wild. So, I, and I don't even remember the day that you and I first met, but I do remember um, 
I was pissed off because in the tower, like at, at right, nobody really smoked. And if they did, they would just go on the catwalk and smoke and then come right back in. And if we were busy, they just said do nothing. But I remember getting getting there, getting my desk, and then every 20 minutes, I look around and down there, everybody's gone. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I see out the window, I'm like, there's 15 people out there smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and I didn't smoke at the time. <laughs> so, but I, I do remember every every now and again, a platoon sergeant's coming and saying, hey, everybody get up, go pick up cigarette butts. I'm like, but I don't even smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was that moment that I was like, fuck this. I'm joining these guys. I'm about to start smoking. And, and I would, that's when I would mooch cigarettes because I was like, I'm not a smoker. I'm not going to buy cigarettes. But I was yeah. wasting them. It wasn't even yeah. really. I was just. And it wasn't until I until we left for Iraq that I really started smoking after that first, the first couple of little sirens went off. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this. I need a cigarette. Man, yeah, it, it, it was one of those. Uh, uh, first of all, <clears throat> it was it was a uh, uh, what you call it. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it was like a social thing, man. First, you know, because yeah. you got to think about it. You know how many you know why? You know why everybody went usually went at the same time. Right. Because what, what, what would happen was is one person would, would be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go outside. Oh, you want to go smoke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that person will go. Then the next person will see that. like, Oh, yo. Hey, let's go smoke. <laughs> so everybody, everybody just commuted outside. So like, and then you know, it it, it worked out perfect because a lot of the a lot of the damn uh a lot of the sergeants were smoking. Yeah. So it made it easier. So I was like, if they, this is how I always this is how I always did my my smoke breaks, right? So I would wait, right? I would sit there and wait. As soon as one of the sergeants goes out, I already knew what he was going. So I'm like, all right, if he's going, I'm going. Because then if they say anything, like, I got to be in here, I'm out there talking to him. They can't tell me nothing. Right. So that's how I did it every time. I waited for people. And you got to, you got to, you had to pick the, the, the specific person, man. Because you, if, if you out there talking to one, one good person, nobody says nothing to you. So right. It was like, yeah, but if you out there with the shit bag, it's always out there. Then Exactly. Exactly. They're going to be like, oh, you out here again? Yeah. You're no. by association. But, so I didn't like when I first started because I, I, honestly I was just I was in the computer trying to sort out like um, figuring out the airspace at Baghdad at, be, because I knew where we were going I knew I was going to Baghdad radio so I was trying to sort out the airspace and um, the training programs that we were going to have to be put through for the controllers so it, initially when I looked around and I saw everybody out I'm like okay this is some bullshit that everybody just go on breaks and I gotta wait till lunch. So I started out going out there with my coffee. And I remember then, that. Yeah, remember, then they were like, to, oh. I remember you used to just stand out there, like, yeah. watching everybody, like, all right, when they go in, I go in. <laughs> yep. But then they, they started complaining that, you know, you don't smoke, so you don't need a smoke break. I'm like, but if everybody else is going on break, I'm going to go out there and just drink my coffee and, and bullshit with everybody. So then they were like, well, you got to be smoking. So that's when I, like, let me get one of those cigarettes. And I just would light it and hold it. <laughs> hey, and that worked for a little while yeah that worked for a little while and then you know once they started like all right everybody that's out here got to pick up cigarette butts i was like you know what forget it man i ain't gonna be out there picking up cigarette butts and i'm not a smoker uh, but now so you you were already at hunter by the time i got there we get the orders we deploy and you were at taji right 
Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's my dog's name. I just said Taji and she moved. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'm not going to talk a lot about the stuff that we did in, in Iraq because we, make, we had some fun. We, um, can, we had some times, man. <laughs> just tell me some of the, the, the toned down fun you had when you were at Taji. Ah oh, man, you know there was there was plenty of it, man. Um, you know, just just first of all, you know, that being my second deployment, you know, it it was kind of a little easier than the first one. Um, because the first one we didn't have a lot of stuff, man. We didn't, you know, we we were out there. We a lot of us didn't know what the heck was going on really. So it was it was it was different, you know. But being out there the second time, um, kind of knowing already what we were getting into. Um, it was kind of a little easier, uh, and the fact that there was a lot more uh, things to do than when we were, when we first went over there in 03 made it a little easier. You know, most of the time I was like, you know, most of the time I was in my room, um, either either BSing with my roommate on the computer, talking to family at home. Uh, but you know, I had such a, I had such, you know, we. I had a lot of friends already, like, you know, Graver, uh, Vickery, all of them guys, man. I, I, I knew them so long already. So anything we did was fun. You know what I mean? So we would go out there and most of the time we'd just be outside just BS and, man, make, cracking jokes. Uh, promotion ceremonies were always fun. Uh, I remember when Robert Stott first got, got promoted, man, that, that was interesting because, uh, you know, being, being, being in, in, in people's lives long enough, you get to know them. So when they when they you know get promoted, it's a big thing. Like you know, we grew up in this now, man. So you know, uh, it, it that's 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 what, you know that's where we, most of the stuff went. Uh, but other than that, man, it wasn't too. I, I didn't do anything real crazy while I was there. Um, yeah, you didn't come to Baghdad that often though. But I, you know, I, I can remember actually, when I did once. Yes. Look, so um, at that same time, um, later on in that year. Uh, my wife ended up uh, going out there, so she was she was out in Liberty. So um, her freaking who was the first on the time? Ibsen, Ibsen okay, was yep. the first on the time. You know he burned so many damn bridges, man. It was ridiculous. So um, when I found out that my wife was over there, I was trying like I I kept talking to them like I'm like look man, my wife is stationed at Liberty. Is it possible that I can get move to uh to, to to the helipad over there so that way I can be closer to her. Um and maybe you know maybe we can get a a, a freaking uh a, a, a trailer together or something because I knew many many married couples that were over there together that had they, they were you know co cohabitat. Yep. I was like can I get that? They're like oh no you can't do that and I'm like come on man like y'all killing me. So then like every time I try to get over there they would try to they, they would like give me an excuse on why I couldn't come over there, all right? So what I loved about it is I was real cool with, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the, the LT's name at the time? Crap. I can't, even, I can't even think of his name, but I know who you're talking about. So me and him were cool already, you know what I mean? So like he, when we were in the States, we we, we were drinking buddies. So, you know, I, we, we had a, a, a really good relationship. So I ended up, uh, one day I just ended up uh, giving him a call. And I was like, hey man, look, they over here, they over here lowballing me, man. And then they're not letting me go over there to see my wife. Um, is it possible you could figure out a way for me to get over there? He said, he said, man, all right, I got you. 
give me a sec. So, you know, he, he calls up, he calls up the company and he tells him, Hey, look, man, um, I need, I need Vigo to come down here to check out some stuff, um, on the equipment. Uh, and then he was like, and while he's over here, I'm going to go ahead and have him go over to uh, his wife's company so they can see each other. They didn't have an issue after that, man. So see, we got that stuff. Yeah, so I got down there, man. He he flew me. He got he got me a flight down there, and, and you know I was able to see my wife. And it's funny because when I went to go see my wife, I go into her company, and like I'm standing there, and nobody wants to talk to me. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, do, do they not see me here? You know, at that time I was an E5. You know what I'm saying? So I got I I I figured I I, I, I commanded a little bit of respect, right? right. So yeah, no. So I was like, all right. So I walked out, right? So my, <laughs> so uh, LT was like, what happened? And I'm like, ain't nobody want to talk to me, man. He's like, oh for real? He's like, okay, cool. Come on, let's go inside. So he walks in and he's like, hey, excuse me, who's in charge here? So then everybody stops. They look at, they see LT. They're like, oh shit. So they uh, you know, the, her first sergeant comes out and he's like, he's like, oh well, um, you know, my commander's not here right now, but I'm, I'm in charge right now. He's like, well, look. He said, I got my soldier here. You know, he's here to see his wife. Uh, he hasn't seen her since he's been here. He's been here before her. She just got in here. How do we figure this out? So they looked at me and they looked at my name. They're like, oh, okay. Hey, so he, the first one was like, hey, such and such, go ahead and uh, reach out to, uh, to, 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 to Vigo and, and have her come over. That was it, man. I was like, damn, that was like, cool. Yeah. So, Spent some time with my wife, and then I went back to where 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 he was staying at. He was staying over where the uh, the contractor stayed at. In uh, uh, in one of the palaces. Nah, he was in a uh, where were we at? Um, crap. What the? He was at Liberty, so it was uh he he was at the he, he stayed at the air at the, at the airfield or whatnot. But uh, he they had all these civilian guys, so. They had okay. little trailers down there. Man, when I tell you I got so drunk that night, it's, <laughs> an, un, it's an understatement. I went to go pick some uh, some cars with, with, with some civilian guys he knew. Bro, I was I was look trying to walk back to the to the <laughs> to the LT trailer. Man, I'm throwing up, stumbling everywhere. It was man. The next morning he woke up. Went to do what he had to do, came back, and I was still asleep. And he wasn't, like, he wasn't even tripping. He now, was like, nah. He was like, he's like, man, just relax. He's like, don't worry about it. You ain't, I ain't got nothing going on for you. He's like, I ain't in no rush. <laughs> I was like, so now picture this. That's what we did every weekend there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and probably, I don't know when I'm going to have her on, but um, gosh, I can't even think of her name now. There were there were a couple of people that I was in Baghdad radio with. Um, Timmy will tell you. Arston. Uh, I don't know if you remember Josh. Um, Duh. Josh Arston. He so he came from uh, right with me. And, and it's weird. What's what's weird with him was we knew each other in Korea, and we I mean we partied hard in Korea. So us getting together at right and then moving to Hunter and then going to Iraq and we shared a trailer. It was wild. Yep. It was wild stuff. And we, when I wasn't on duty, I was like the Blackwater guys were, um, their hangar was on our, on the uh, helipad. Bro, so, I remember. I've been there. Yeah. So, 
we're hanging with those guys. We're hanging with uh, the State Department guys and girls that were there. It was it was just a wild, wild time, man. Um, so uh, you say you hung out with the civilians and you got drunk. That was like that was a weekly occurrence for us if we weren't on shift. Why do you think I was always trying to get the buyout? They wouldn't let me. <laughs> they wouldn't let me, man. And then who who was that we ended up sending down there? We ended up sending down uh, who was it that we sent down? We sent Ace down. Ace, Ace. Oh, Ace Vado, yes. Yeah. I was the one who was trying to get there. They they were like, no, you, we can't we can't send you down there. Uh, you got to send somebody else. I'm like, mother. So we ended up sending Ace down there. And you know, I was like, she, I was like, how she get lucky? You know, I gotta get stuck up here. She fit in with us perfectly. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. She look, I, Ace was cool, man. She was like, like me and her, we we uh, we, we built like a, a brother sister uh, relationship, man. She was cool as hell. Um, I met, I ended up meeting her mom, uh, her sister, her stepdad. I mean, I met a bunch of people in the family, man. So it was it was cool. So when we got to the second deployment together, you know, it was kind of it was like whatever, you know, but. Yeah, man, I was mad when they sent her down there. I was like, "Come on, man, I could have went down there, man." <laughs> well, yeah, they they weren't trying to have that. No, of course not. And, and I mean, we we all probably would have got chaptered out. But yeah, yeah. And I, you know, one of the crazy things that uh, I was shocked by was, you know, how we you would get care packages from um, from people back in the states where they would just put a whole bunch of stuff in a box and send it yep. over. They would just pick a unit out. So. I don't know how, I think I signed a paper uh, when I first got to Kuwait and we were, we were waiting for our flight. They were coming around, there was some missionaries or something and they were like, hey, would you like to sign up to receive packages? So I signed my name and my first box that I got, uh, I guess the airfield commander was supposed to go through all boxes, but he didn't. He was just like, hey, mail's here. I opened the box and there's a six pack of Heineken in there. And I was like, okay. Okay, this is about to be this is about to be fun. And then the boxes just kept coming. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then I met up with some uh some MPs and because I mean sitting in that box controlling traffic for eight hours at a time gets old. So yep. I started going out with the MPs and they were doing inspections on like local businesses that were in the green zone. Yeah. And I wore civilian clothes to do this with them. I, they didn't want me in uniform. So I was like, okay, cool. And we we would go to, we first would go to like restaurants and um, grocery stores and stuff like that to shut those down by curfew. Then we'd go to the liquor stores last. We would let them stay open a little longer. And we would, the, the guys would be in the back smoking hookah and they want to stay, you know, they just want to chill with their friends. So like, okay, you got to close the store. But if y'all want to chill back here for a couple more hours while we do the rest of the rounds, you got to come up off some of these bottles. So we were coming out there, Crown Royal and vodka, all kinds of stuff, and stashed it in my trailer because I was I was E6 then. So we would just nobody's inspecting my trailer. So we just, I mean, I, it was like a liquor store in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was fun times. It was nice to. To be able to, I mean, the dude was a jackass. I can't even remember his name. Our our airfield commander, he he was an ass. Um, oh, you talking about Brigham? Brigham, yes. <laughs> oh man, and, and you know what? Hey, nobody liked him. Nobody liked him for a long time. 
And no. trust me, I knew him for a long time. I knew him since I got to damn uh, Hunter. So I just couldn't figure him out. I'm like, yeah. you know. But once, I mean, once we were there for a little bit, and um, he he realized who he was dealing with. Like, so he had this this chicken, this little chicken hat, and it was for trainees. So I get there. When I got there, I was an E5, and mm-hmm. he's like, all trainees, no matter rank, are going to have to wear this hat. So I'm like, you're not about to, I, you know, I got soldiers. You're not about to make me put this stupid hat on while my soldiers are training me on on equipment. It's not going to happen. So he, that's when he would get pissed off at me. And, and any shit detail that would come up, he'd make me go do it. Um, if I needed to go to the PX or something, he'd find a, an excuse for me not to leave again. Yeah. It was just a bunch of bullshit. So Yeah, I remember how he was. Yep. Bro, so my my promotion day to E6, he he stood behind the formation. He he gave uh, oh man, I can't even think of this dude's name. He my my he was my um uh, squad leader at the time, was E6, skinny dude. Tall, I can't. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, but he was cool man. as hell. Fuck man, I can't think of it either. He, he was cool as hell, and he was the one that took over the platoon for my promotion. He just this, this dude didn't like me that much that he wouldn't even stand in front of the platoon while I'm getting promoted. Damn. So I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm an E6 now. There's really nothing. I you know you, you can write on my NCOERs, but I'm cool with the first sergeant. You know, me and the commander are cool. We play basketball together. So it's, you know, it is what it is now. And I remember taking that chicken and we would, we took it from uh, from his office and he couldn't find it. He was pissed. So we would have like pictures where we're wearing gloves and have like a, a M16 to the chicken's head, take pictures of it and leave it on his desk. <laughs> we, we would We would have the chicken like with the wings taped behind his back somewhere. And write notes like if you want to see this chicken again, you're gonna do this. And, and we would leave it on his desk. And he was pissed off at first. Like he was making us come out and do formation at weird times. But then once he realized, like, man, we really don't get it with them. There's nothing you can do to us. We're out here all deployed. The whole platoon is against you right now. Yeah. He he just kind of let things go and let us come and go as we please, as long as we did what we were supposed to do. But for the first few months, man, he was he was an ass. I wanted to punch him. Look, dude, I, 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 that's how he was for a long time. Like, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I'm going to tell you like this, with him, I didn't really, like, me and him really didn't get cool until, like, after, after I pinned five and I was a five for a while, you know? um, That's when me and him really got cool, because then, like, he would, he would actually come and talk to me, which was kind of weird at first, and I'm like, Ooh, we never talked like this before, you know, but then, you know, what it was, you know, he went through a lot of shit outside of the army. Like nobody knew, like, you know, right. yeah, issues at home and whatnot, man. But he used to like to take it out on everybody else. Yes. So like, yeah, and that was one of the things that we noticed. Like I knew yeah. um, the E6 that was above me when I was E5, he kind of, he shielded us from all of that. He could talk to him, you know, like he, Brigham would go off on something. And man, I wish I could remember this guy's name because he was he was like one of my favorite staff sergeants. Um, but he would go in and 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 tell him like he was our buffer. So I like, look, man, you're pushing the soldiers too hard. We got a real important mission here. 
and, and you're lowering morale. Tall uh, white guy? Yeah. Was it Tilton? No. That's I'm trying to think of skinny E6. I, I cannot think of his name. I got I got pictures, but I can't I can't think of his name. I'll I'll you know what? When we're when we're done, I'll see, I'll see if I can find a picture and email it to you, and you could probably you'll probably recognize everybody in the picture. Uh, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it, it and then from that point on, once Brigham realized, okay, you know what, I'm just the airfield commander. These guys got it. I'm just going to handle my own private stuff. Like he, it was it even got to the point where he would change into his civilian clothes and go somewhere. I don't know, cowboy boots on, go to like country night or something. <laughs> <laughs> but you know and nobody cared it was like you do you let us do us we're gonna you know we're we're mature enough we understand the nature of the deployment we got this and and that was when it was just smooth from there um i got a couple of questions for you before we wrap this up yeah man um you know it's it's hard because you know you went from you you your whole your sole duty station from from top to bottom as far as you know, actual duty stations, not training and not, not yeah. squat Jackson was at Hunter. Yep. Now, if you could put as, a, as an E5, if you could put your perfect squad together, what soldiers would you have? As far as like. Anybody don't, about, don't worry about MOS. Like if you, if you had to put a squad together. Oh my God. To, <laughs> to go, it's too many. It's too many. <laughs> pick five. <laughs> Uh, definitely gotta have Timmy on on, on there. Of Timmy, that's my that's my dude. I've known Timmy. I've known Timmy since '03, man. No, actually, no. Was it '03? No, before that, like '02. So I've known Timmy for a long, long time. So you know, I couldn't, I could not have not put him on my list. Um, uh, definitely. Uh, what you call it, uh, Danny? Was that Rostock? Huh? Danny who? Uh, Richard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he actually, I think he lives in Tucson. He's right up the road from me. No, he lives, he lives out in, in, uh, last I checked, he was living in somewhere in Europe, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Him, and his, him and his family moved like 20 times already. So, joined yeah. in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely gotta have Josh on there. Mm-hmm. His crazy skinny ass. Uh, <laughs> That dude was nuts. That was my boy. Uh, you and then uh and then I would have to have Rivalstar because Rivalstar is one of those people, man, that he was just he was cool um and, and just laid back type yeah. guy. So let me just let me tell you, um I, I and I I meant to say this earlier, but I remember every single time I went to up to Taji. Um, you, Robelstock, and, and a couple of the other guys would would always be outside the trailer. Um, and it was kind of, it felt like in the summertime when I would go to like my cousin's, my cousin's house in the Bay Area, but they're all, I mean, they got a different vibe. I'm from Sacramento. They're all in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, just doing their, their E40 thing or whatever, you know, they got a different <laughs> way of talking. And they're all, you know, and I'm, I'm the... I'm the country cousin from Sacramento coming in, and that's exactly how I felt going to to Taji, where you guys are all. I mean, it was like the cool cousins uh, getting visited by the the cousins that live in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that's 
that's how we felt, man. Cause look, you guys didn't have to. You guys didn't have to deal with the whole Ibsen crap, man. Every day, like there was always something new that was coming down the pipeline, um, and we were the first ones to to get it. And it, it sucked, man. So like when you know we had all these restrictions where we were at, and then you know we talked to each other. So like you know I talked to Timmy every day, you know what I mean? Every now and then and he would tell me some crap that he was doing. I'm like, damn man, y'all living it up over there. So then, you know, the controllers were talking to each other. So I'm like, man, so we would always, every time we would, we would, we would it's like a meeting of the minds, man. We sit there and be like, yo, what the, how is it that these motherfuckers can go over there and do whatever the hell they want? We over here stuck doing this crap. You know, so when yeah. everybody came from, from by up, up, up to, to see us, we we're just like, y'all little bastards. <laughs> we ain't got no dirty fun. uniforms. You know what I'm saying? Y'all over there having fun. We over here miserable, man. Come on, man. Like, yeah. have people cleaning our trailers, picking up laundry. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> it sucked, bro. Like, we 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 hated. Look, I, I hated being at Taji, man, because it was like, like, if I didn't have the people I had around me, I'd be bored as fuck. Man. Like, right. I would have nothing to do. I would be miserable, you know. But. You know, thank God I had I had the, the company I had, you know, so and I've known some some of those guys for years, so it, it made it easier. But the fact that that y'all had all the fun and we didn't, yeah, it it, it sit well with us. No, and I, I totally I I I could feel that. Um even when we got back and and it was it was weird that we won air traffic control facility of the year. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, we should have won that as a unit. But yeah. um, so that was a little bit awkward. But I mean, I loved you guys. You, you, it was it was always fun whenever I went up there. Um, next question. And this was I, I'm going to skip over one of them. The, your favorite unit or duty station, because you really only have one. Um, yeah, pretty much. But but the soldier that you bonded with that you missed the most. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as let me see, I'm trying to, I got to think that one. Um, can't it, you know? Like I, I got a few of them. Um, you know, and there's there's a couple guys that you know I I I still keep in contact with now. You know, they're like you know those are my brothers. So, like, but as far as people that I don't I don't keep in contact with, um, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I would have to say I would actually. Uh, Seth, Seth Robustock, man, is because like from the moment I met the dude, man, um, you know, he got that island, that island uh feel to him, you know, being from Hawaii and whatnot. So he was mellow all the time, man. All the time. Um there was it was hardly ever a time where I saw him upset. Uh, you know, he was one of those guys that, you know, if 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 he saw you feeling down, you know what I mean, he tried to cheer you up. So, you know, it was easy to get along with him, man. Um, he had, you know, being him being a little younger than me, you know, it was it was cool because like he he had this like this aura about him, like he was like he knew what was going on no matter what, you know, and he was just a fun-loving dude. Um, I got a good picture of me and him um leaving uh when we left Taji um that year. Uh we was uh we was outside the hangar. Um, getting our stuff together, and uh, we just snapped a, like a little selfie type photo, man. And it was pretty cool. And I, I still got that picture, man. It, 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 he's one of those dudes, man. Like I would never, ever, ever forget. Like I, I, I watch him on Facebook all the time. I hit him up every now and then, but 
man, I, he was one of those dudes, man. It just, he, it was just easy to get along with the guy. So, you know, it made it, you know, when, when he, because I think he got out before me. I want to say he got out before me. Um, So, you know, when he left, it was kind of weird, you know, I'm um, like, damn, man, I can't see this dude no more. I don't talk to him. It was, it was kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I, I'll definitely have to say him. All right. Now, yeah, Robert Scott was a, he, man, he was so chill. Yeah, he, man. He was super chill. And I do, I remember uh, just, I never, ever seen somebody that just doesn't have a bad day. So it didn't matter. It didn't matter what it was. He just never had a bad day. Now, we're going to flip it. And the soldier that you missed the least, that you could just be like, man, I wish I never would have met that dude or girl. Uh, Corston. Who was that? Oh, no, he was he was after. He was after that deployment. Oh, oh I got one. Vargo. Vargo. <laughs> Talk, dude, tell me why. Who was, look, man. The problem with Vargo was he's uh he was he was one of those dudes that thought he knew it all, man. Uh, no matter what you tell him, man, he always had an answer. And he would frustrate me every freaking day. Like, why don't you just listen to what the hell I say? That's it. That's, 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 I didn't ask you any questions. I'm telling you what to do. That's it. Just don't just do it. But what happened was him and him and uh, Cologne got real close. They were real good friends. So Sergeant Cologne. It kind of it kind of it kind of didn't help me none because you know he, he he basically he could do whatever the hell he want and I just look at him like dude like you supposed to be backing me up here man like what's going on here you know what I mean so it, it, it and he just he he irked my nerves every day every day. It was even worse when he got his damn stripes. That that made it even worse. Yeah. So you know, it, yeah, he, he he was he was one of those dudes, man. <laughs> See, and I, I didn't have to work with him too much day to day, but yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Now, who who was your your favorite leader that you had in the military? Um. Well, you never met you never met him. Um. I can't remember his last name now. Jesus. Uh, dang, I can't think of his name. Um, but uh, he was he was when he was he was the E6 when I first got to uh to Hunter. Um, the dude was phenomenal, man. Uh, he 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 never like he was one of those leaders that will tell you to go do stuff, right? Um, will sit in the office for a little bit do whatever paperwork or whatever he had to do um as far as his job as, as row was but he would come downstairs and help you and get his hands dirty you know yeah. um actually no he's he's the first one the second one was uh uh our last uh our first sergeant slash sergeant major well was it merchant no what was his name crap uh Damn, I got him on Facebook too. Um, Blair. Blair. Yes. Man, yeah. that was by far, by far the best leader I've ever worked with. Um, you know, when I don't know if you noticed, but back in 05, uh, matter of fact, that that where, where we got when we got back from that deployment, um, I ended up getting that DUI. All right. Yep. And uh, you know. He, you know, they called him and everything, you know, he, he, I think, I don't remember if he came and got me. Somebody came and got me from, from the MP station and, and, and 
and I went, I went, they took me to the barracks. But um, that next Monday morning, when 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 you know when we he called me into his office and I you know he had to, he had to do the counseling and all that stuff and um you know he's like he's like look he told me straight out he's like look people make mistakes um he said you know looking at your your track record up until now he says it's been flawless he's like there's never been any complaints about you by anybody that you've worked for or worked with he said you know my recommendation and he's like you know the commander agrees with me he said you know we don't want to demote you and I was because that's what I was worried about man I was like damn you know I worked my ass off to get to to, to E5 and now I'm I'm stuck because now I did some stupid and now that's that's gonna push me back you know and I don't think I'll be able to get back to where I was so he's like you know we don't want to demote you he said um he said he, he's like I think you've learned your lesson he said you know from here on out you know you can't get in trouble though so I was like all right I was like I I, I get that you know and he's like and I was like I appreciate it he said look he said this doesn't change he does, it doesn't change the way I feel about you as a leader. He said, you know, we all we all take a side step every now and then. He said, it's what what you do from here that that determines what what happens next. So I was like, all right, cool, no problem. So he went even further on to this um, great freaking leader when we got to uh, when we got to to the to, to the last appointment that I was on uh, when we went over to uh, when we was out in Kazoo. Um, you know, we went through the we went through the spiel. We went through all the the, we was there to like, you know, when we, it was actually when we first got there. We got there in July, I think it was something like that, May. We got there in May. Um, so they kept trying to tell me, they, they kept pushing me to go to the to the promotion board. Um, and I kept, you know, I was like, ah, I was like, I'm getting out when I get back anyway, so I don't care. I don't really want, you know, I'm not really worried about it. But he he sat me down one day and he said, look, man, he said, you're here, you might as well. He said, plus you get a little extra money, you know, a little more money in your pocket and that, you know, that you could send to the family and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. All right, all right cool, whatever. So I went, um, I, I did great in the board. Um, and then when I, when I went to the, to the S2 and I was talking to them, they're like, oh, you, you can't get promoted. And I'm like, why not? And I was like, I got the points. They're like, yeah, but you don't have the time. So I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't care. I was like, whatever. I went through it. I, you know, I got through it. I did well. So I was like, I'm, I'm happy with myself. But when I got when I got back to Calzoon, I told uh I told first son, I was like, yeah, you know, he's like, how'd it go? I was like, man, we, I, you know, I felt good about it, you know, I'm, I maxed out on my points and whatnot. So he's like, okay, great, great. He's like, so when you get promoted? I was like, I'm not. And he looked at me like like he was puzzled, like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm I'm, I'm not. I don't have enough time. They said. So he's like, oh, okay. He's like, do you want to get promoted? I mean, I was I was like. I mean, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. It's not gonna, it's not gonna deter me for anything else. I was like, I'm still gonna get out. That's what I told him. Cause he knew, he knew I was adamant about getting out of the army at that point. I was like, I'm done. I, I can't do it no more. I'm not, you know, at that point, you know, my 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 oldest son when my wife was born, um, right before I, we, we were deployed. So it's kind of like I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to the deployment to begin with. Right. So, you know, I was I was ready to go. Um, and he he knew it, he understood it. He said, but he's like, all right, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to work something out. He's like, I, I don't believe that you should get out without getting this promotion. Straight up told me like that. He said, uh, he said, you work too hard for it. He's like, I'm not going to let you just throw it away. So I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, first of all, if you can do that, you can do it. I was like, I'll, I'll take it. So he's like, all right, no problem. Made a whole bunch of calls, man. He, what he ended up getting them to do was uh, they extended me a couple months 
um, just so I can have time and in, in service so I can get the promotion. So he ended up pinning, he ended up getting promoted to Sergeant Major uh, October 1st. I got pinned, well, he pinned me, Staff Sergeant, October 4th. Wow. Okay? Yeah, like he didn't play no games, man. He wasn't, he wasn't trying. And then after that, I didn't do, I didn't do any uh, maintenance guys stuff no more. I, I, that 94 Delta crap, I didn't do none of that after that. When I pinned six, he didn't have me because we had too many NCOs in, 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 the, in the section already. Um, at that point, there was two two staff sergeants. There was two E5s. So he's like, he's like, look, I can't have you all doing the same thing. So he said, from now on, you're going to be working for me. Whatever I need you to do, you're going to make it happen. I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm with that. So I was I was I was in charge of the airfield operations. That's that's what he he, he put me to do. Um, we, we we ended up he ended up getting a, a a fence put around the damn airfield. Um, he he you know we had a a couple a bunch of projects that he always had me doing inventories. I was doing the inventories like he would I would get the guys and I would take them out to the to, to the trailers and we pulled stuff out. He would inventory we put them back. In. You know that's what I did. Um, and I was cool with that, you know. I, I didn't mind because I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to deal with all the, the stupid stuff with the with the with the equipment, man. Yeah, um, that's good stuff. Yeah. Do you still keep in contact with him? Um, I hit him up every now and then on on Facebook, man. I still got I still got him on there, you know. Him and him and Rhonda, they always they always doing something. He's been re- he's been retired for a minute now. So he's just he's just living life right now. Um. You know, but like I said, I, I I I shoot him a message every now and then here on Facebook, and you know, just just shoot the crap with him just a little bit, just see how he's doing, you know. But he's, awesome. he's like I'm telling you, by far, by far the, the best leader I've ever I've ever had in, in, in while I was in the army. So see, and I'm I'm sure he he'd be he'd be happy to hear that. He probably oh, wouldn't he. even be surprised. Yeah. Now I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. And I and when I ask you this question, just think of a story that won't get you in trouble. At where the statute of limitations has already passed. So you can't get in trouble at all from any side. Okay. One untold army story. Uh, just, I mean, you, you you mentioned the shenanigans early on. So <laughs> make sure, make sure that it ain't going to get you in trouble. Because once this goes in the ether, we can't take it back. Are you, uh, how, okay. This involves you too, though. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> is what, what is it okay to say it is the question it is for me yeah the the okay because i'm on my third wife now so so my best army story was uh was uh uh at biop matter of fact okay uh and it involves h remember that oh uh, when we were in the Oh, it was that building, that weird-looking building, wasn't it? No, the H on the on the helipad. H on the helipad. You don't, you don't I the don't H? remember, but go keep keep going. Nope. The uh the the, the streaking to the H. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm okay with you releasing this one. <laughs> so. You know, I ended up finally getting the buyout uh, for for I don't remember what it was that, that I went down there for. Um, it wasn't to do no work, I know that. Uh, but <laughs> I went down there, and uh, we were sitting we were sitting around 
we were sitting around in between the trailers. All right, you know, yeah, 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 a little bonfire crap going on there. Yep. I'm like, damn, yeah, I got to set up Barbecue. nice. Yeah, yeah. So we sitting there, we you know having having some having some uh some 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 drinks, and I don't remember who the hell who the hell brought it up. Um, Timmy, was it Timmy? Yep. So you know we sitting there, and all of a sudden, all I hear, oh, because y'all were telling me the stories about it. So I'm like, they're like, oh yeah. Uh, you ever have you heard anything up there about the H? And I'm like, no. I'm like, the hell y'all talking about? Like, oh man, everybody that comes down here, they they uh they take a turn and they streak naked to the H. And I was like, man, stop playing. I was like, y'all 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 BSing me. Like, no, no, you serious. So I was like, all right, I'm game. Who's game? Man, that was the craziest thing in the world. I think who who did I run with? Um. How was it that I, I? It was somebody. Oh, it was me and Tracy. Yes. And you know what? He's probably gonna be because I still I still chat with him every now and then on Facebook. And when, yeah, he's was, gonna laugh the hardest because I, I'm telling you, man, that that was my boy, T Hall. Oh, that was my dude. That was my dude. <laughs> yeah, me and Tracy went out there and we. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? That's what and we then, man, We uh, did wild stuff like that all the time. Huh? We did wild stuff like that all the time. Y'all nuts, man. I, I Look, that was the craziest thing I've ever done, man. I was just like, <laughs> but I was like, you know, you, got, you in the moment, man. You, you're in the desert. What the hell else am I going to do, right? Right. Like, I got I to gotta do something fun. You know, so I was like, screw it. I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, it was, dark, it was dark out there anyway, so it's not like they really saw me. So right. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the crazy thing though is if you run out there and then all of a sudden like a medevac comes or oh, try God, to run spotlight. That would have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that, as a matter of fact, that's what uh, was, I think Tracy said that. He said, Man, I hope I hope nobody flies in right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, this is gonna suck. Well, and we only did it because at that point the tower's closed, so nobody's in there looking at you like at yeah. night. You just got the um, the flight following facility open, and they're enclosed. They don't have windows, so you know we can get drunk uh, outside of the trailers and and do whatever we wanted to. I mean, there's sometimes where um, we would we would run laps around the damn field in our draws just because it's hot. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Man, man. it's good. Like I said, y'all had all the fun, man. Y'all had I all the fun. I not anybody about that either, the, the streak into the H, ever. Dude, this is the first time I've talked about it since. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to I've talked to, I've talked to to Tracy about it, you know, because we were there together. But, yeah, this is the first time I've, I've talked about it since, man. I'll and that was what? Tracy, chance to get him on here. That was what, seven, like 17 years ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's been a minute. I mean, you know, young, we're in combat. What what else hey, you got to do? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you know, it, it wasn't hurt, it didn't hurt nobody, nothing like that. So it was like, good, I'm 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 game, man. I'm game. I'm a, I was a little daredevil at the time, so why not? And I mean, I'm sure you probably needed a release being up there, Taji with Dude, yo, man, you you have no idea, man. Why do you think I was always trying to get over there somehow, man? I uh, understand. And when you I talk to <laughs> when you talk to Ace, she'll tell you like Man, I, I don't know how you guys didn't get arrested. I mean, dude, trust me, I talk to Timmy about it all the time. I'm like, dude, I don't know how y'all, how did not nobody know what the hell y'all were doing? Like, they, 
They just didn't know, man. We didn't. And we, I didn't thought, we didn't get in trouble. Nobody, nobody that wasn't supposed to be there was there, so it didn't make a difference. Nope. So it didn't. Like, because of where we were in proximity to the PX, I mean, we had all kinds of stuff going on. I'm, I would go over to the PX because I could see the trucks when they came in, the delivery trucks, and I would buy all the Marlboros and Marlboro lights that I could buy. <laughs> I'd go over to the cash cage, I'd get a whole bunch of money, and then I would go and buy all the cigarettes. And when the whenever the PX was out of cigarettes, I would go over to Burger King and just sit there and hear people complain about not having cigarettes. I got all the cigarettes in my backpack. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm upselling, you know, cigarettes is like four dollars. I'm selling them for nine. Oh my god. Yeah, and then I would take that money, and if we couldn't, like, if I couldn't go out with the MPs to get bottles, I would just go over there in the truck that that we had and uh, just buy a whole bunch of bottles with the money I made off the cigarettes, and we was chilling. Man, see, I had it good, man. I, I had the, the, the shitty life and fucking. <laughs> it was stupid ass crap, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but again, I you know I always had fun when I went to Taji. Um, you guys, while you guys didn't have the, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know. I think I just got lucky. But um, going to hang out with you guys was just more wholesome and more. It it actually felt like I was in the army at that point. Look, man, and you know, when I first look, when we first met, man, um, of course. You know, you coming to you coming to Hunter from Stewart. You know, like if, look, I'm gonna tell you like this. My 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 uh, my reaction to everybody new that was already in the army. You know that 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 was you know either E4 or E5 that was coming from somewhere else. Um, it was always the same. You know, I didn't know you, so I don't like you first. You know what I mean? Because you coming in basically you coming into my house. You know, you coming yeah. into my house. I don't know you. So I, I, I was always standoffish with everybody at first, you know, and then what I would do is I would watch and listen to the way people talked and people reacted, you know what I mean? And then that's where I would form the decision whether I'm going to talk to the person or not, you know? So when you first got there and like, I, like, like we said, you came out there and you just standing there just watching everybody smoke. I'm like, all right, this dude a little weird. First of all, that's something. There's something wrong with this guy. I was like, you know, he out here, you know, he's not a smoker, but he's standing out here. And I'm like, and he's not talking. I'm thinking to myself, he's not talking to nobody. I'm like, so now I'm, I'm, I'm now, now my, my wheels are turning, right? So I'm like, I'm thinking, now I'm thinking, this guy CID or something, he can come over here and like investigating our unit and in the cut, just trying to, just trying to blend in. So I'm like, I don't know. You know, but then, you know, once I once I started listening to you talk and then, you know, interacting with, you know, people that I've known for a while and everybody's laughing and joking. And I'm like, all right, so he he's, doesn't seem like a bad dude. I was like, so, you know, if I get to know him, it's not going to be too bad, you know. And then, man, we hit it off and I was just like, all right, that works. So, like, screw it, whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, was, I was the same I was the same with, with, with Josh when he first got there. Um, You know, like I said new guy coming in and I'm like, yeah, I don't know about these people, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fill you out first. But, uh, yeah, man. And then I, I, me and Josh became really good friends, you know, um, freaking, uh, Danny, we we were, we were good friends. So it's like, you know, everybody that, cause again, 
out of a lot of those people at Hunter that were that were in the, the unit, man, I was one of the guys that was there from the beginning, man, for yeah. a long time. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of my my people either got out the army or went somewhere else, you know. So, you know, I was every every it's like every every few months there's new people coming in. So I'm like, man, I don't know all these people, and I gotta I gotta watch them. The vibe like, is different. You remember Alcott, right? Yep. You know, I've known her since I got to since I since I went to, to to Hunter. When I got to Hunter, she was on her way to Korea. Yep, and I remember her in Korea. She went to Korea, then she came back to Hunter, right back to the same unit. Mm-hmm. So when she got back and she saw me, she was like, she's like, damn, you still here? I'm like, yep, still here. Got stuck. Haven't been nowhere else. So she's like, oh my god. I was like, yeah, exactly. So. You know, like I said, I knew, you know, I've, I've been, I was there for a long time. You know, my, my whole eight years in the army, I was at an army effort. Right. And, so, and which is, which is wild, but I do remember, um, you know, you, you kind of analyzing me and, and, and sitting back like, man, you, you know, cause I, for me, my, my entire time in the army, anybody that I met from New York was always on, on a hundred every time they <laughs> talked every, every, I mean, just, just. <laughs> all the way up all the time it's like man do y'all ever turn down just a little bit like no nah. so when i'm when i'm out there and i'm just kind of I'm, I'm watching you command everything and i knew i'm like man this is one of the ogs of the unit so i gotta sit back and and kind of just see how he moves and how everybody moves around him and then i'll kind of open up a little bit but that's how i always been like I, when i come in somewhere i don't you know i just kind of sit back I, I you got to even josh josh will tell you when we met in Korea, because um, we met through one of my buddies that he all, he went to AIT with. So we all were, you know, it, it was like, yeah, yeah, when you go up there to Yongsan, my boy Arston is up there. Um, I'll link you guys up. He was getting ready to go on leave. So he was flying out of Seoul. Um, so he linked me and Josh up and then he got on a, in a taxi and went to the airport. And so, like, Josh was like, man, I'm going to show you around. Um, you're going to... Uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to like it up here. But when we went out, I was just kind of in the cut, just watching, just looking yeah. around, watching everybody, you know, letting Josh do all the talking. And I remember the next day he was like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. I had fun last night. It was like, it didn't seem like it. You know, I'm like, no, I, I have fun, man. I just kind of, I got to, I got to sit back a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm not one of those people that's just jumps right. And I got to be the center of attention or anything like that. I just like to blend. And he was like, all right, cool. Then the next night we went out, um, and and this time it was like a Saturday, Friday night we went out. It was I wasn't you know I was just kind of there, but Saturday a bunch of people came up from Camp Humphreys where I was from, and then he got to see the real me and he was like okay this dude is cool, and and me and Josh were inseparable from that point. I was always coming up to Seoul when I had time off. Um, when he got to Stewart, I was working the desk when he came into in process. I was like oh my god my boy is here. <laughs> He, he stayed at my house for the longest. Like he he was damn near living in my on post housing, and <laughs> not in his barracks room. Damn. Yeah, that that was my dude, man. And it's um, that was just nice to have him there. And then we all linked up, and and it was I mean it was on and popping from there. Yeah. But yeah, man, this is this this we're getting close to closing up here. What I want to do eventually is have you. And and Seth 
and maybe a couple of the other fellas on here. Um, we all just vibe out. And, oh, man, that'd uh, be great. Yeah. Man. So first first session of the day room is in the books, man. You got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Ah, oh, man, I'm good, man. I, I enjoyed it, man. Um, I like doing stuff like this, man. You know, uh, you know, being in the military is, is 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 one of the weirdest things in the world because like you you, you meet so many people, man, um, and certain people become family, and then like you know, no matter how many years pass, you know, when you sit down and you talk, man, it's like you just like you just saw them yesterday. And so it's like, you know, that's one of the things I love about, you know, the military is you get that you get that uh, that that brotherly thing or, or you become family. And it's like, you know, even if I don't call you, you know, every day or text you every day or I haven't seen or talked to you in years, you know, as soon as we pick up a, a conversation, man, it's like it's like we never stop talking. You yeah. know? So that's the beauty, beauty thing. And I love this, man. I love, I love this. Little, I, I want to do more of these, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we and we definitely will, man. We definitely will. Um, but this is that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this. You know, I would do an Uber and Lyft. And at any time I would get a veteran in or somebody on active duty or guard reserve, whatever. I, you know, you, you, you talk to people that are business people and they just don't understand, you know, it's one reason why I find it hard to work in the civilian world, um, you know, in a corporate setting, if I'm not around people that served, I I don't feel comfortable sometimes, um, you know, and and it's, it's just a different vibe. But when I had people in my car that were, were military and we get to talking, it could be a 45 minute ride. It seemed like 30 seconds because we just are vibing the whole way we don't know each other but yeah you know yeah. we we have that common bond it, 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 it's with everybody like that it, it just this way it don't make no sense it makes no sense like no. if you really think about it like you sit down and really think about it it makes no sense because you don't know him from adam man like you've never met this dude in in, in, in your life never seen him nothing but just the fact that you have that military experience in common it's automatic automatic like it, it it just you know you get that that feeling like man I, it feels like i've known you forever man and you know you don't even know each other right but once you get in that conversation man it's just what it is it's a wrap yep and so, and i promise you we will do this a bunch more times man um you know it just revisiting a lot of this stuff from hunter and in, in iraq we uh we still got a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh man, it's man, stories, man, stories. Oh, yes, sir. It's, it's just a lot. <laughs> but uh, for now, we're gonna wrap this one up. And uh, Sergeant Vigo, man, it's been real. Hey, yo, Marcus, man, you already know, man. This is an all day thing, man. I'm, 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 I'm down forever. I got you, brother. We, we, we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, definitely.